Today, on Drawing Near, we begin chapter 5 of our study through Ephesians. Through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul continues to give practical instruction on how to live out the truth and love. So open your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, and join us for Walk in Love. Before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, it's a blessing to be able to call you Father, to be your child, begotten through the work of Jesus Christ and the faith in our hearts. And even that faith is a result of your work in us. We thank you for the power of the gospel, your power unto salvation to all who believe. We thank you for this day that you have given to us. For me, it's the beginning of the day. By the time others join us, it could be all times of the day or even into the night. So we thank you for what's coming or what's already happened. You are sovereign and providential. You are at work in our lives all the time. We can honestly say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for this new day. And we ask, Father, that we will study your word, be led by your spirit, and embrace the day and the opportunities of this day with a Christ-like spirit. Open our minds, open our hearts to your truth. Speak to us bold enough and loud enough that we clearly hear and help us to remember, understand, and retain. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, verse 1 we read, Therefore be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and live in love, just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. Whenever we study the Bible, there are certain words or phrases that should trigger deep, reflective thought. Those words are very simple words. Words like then, or but, or you also. Therefore is a significant one. And that's how verse 1 begins in chapter 5. Therefore. If you haven't already heard this, then it would be good for you to hear it. Whenever you see the word therefore, you need to ask what the word therefore is therefore, because it refers back to an antecedent, something that comes before it. It is building the following statement or discussion or evidence on something that has been said previously. So when we come to this word therefore in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. Therefore is based on what? Immediately prior to this, we read in chapter 4, verse 31, you must put away all bitterness, anger, wrath, quarreling, and slanderous talk. Indeed, all malice. Then it says this, Instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. 
Then it says, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. Imitators of God? How does what comes at the end of chapter 4 affect the beginning of chapter 5? Well, we're to be kind, compassionate, and forgiving one another just as God in Christ also forgave you. Be imitators of God. Do what God did. What did God do? God has forgiven us in Christ. God is kind. He is compassionate. He has forgiven us. We are to be imitators of God. It's like emphasizing everything at the end of chapter 4. Now, with that understood, imitators of God? There's no higher standard. This doesn't say be an imitator of mom and dad. This doesn't say be an imitator of your pastor or your Sunday school teacher or a grandparent. This doesn't hold up some historical figure and say be an imitator. It says be imitators of God. The idea that we do not have a standard to live up to, like many who stand in our pulpits and in our classrooms try to proclaim, that's erroneous. The standard that we are to live up to once we've trusted Christ as our Savior is to be an imitator of God. And what specifically did God do? Well, ultimately, He has forgiven our sins. The righteous, holy God, who is perfect in judgment, wisdom, and knowledge, has loved His creation that has betrayed Him, abandoned Him, so much that he sent Jesus to die on the cross to bear their sin so that we might receive forgiveness of sin through faith in Jesus. We are called as sinners then to forgive other sinners. This type of imitation of God is not optional. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount, that if we do not forgive others, God will not forgive us. Receiving forgiveness from God requires that we extend a similar type of grace to others. It's as though being forgiven or experiencing the forgiveness of God in Jesus Christ is to have a transformative change in the way we view the sins of others toward us. The gratitude at having been forgiven is then given over to other people so that they too might experience forgiveness. If God cancels out our debt through Jesus, then other people's debt to us, their sin debt to us, is also canceled out through Jesus Christ. So, therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. That's how God sees us, as dearly loved children. Dearly loved children who have God as their father, we are to imitate him. We are to see who he is, what he's like, what he does, and we're to imitate that. Matthew 5, verse 48, be therefore perfect. That word means mature, complete, lacking nothing. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. We are told to love our enemies, because if we only love those who love us, 
We're no different than the world, but we're to be like our Father, who while we were yet sinners sent Christ to die for us. He loved his enemies. Therefore, be imitators of God as dearly loved children. And if you need to hear this today, hear this loud and clear. God dearly loves you. He loves you. Verse 2 says, and live in love. We are to live in the love that God gives to us, that God has proclaimed and bestowed into our lives through faith in Jesus Christ. We are to live in that love, and we are to walk in love with one another. We are to live in love. All of our life is to be in love. Now, that word love is a word that is often misunderstood from the biblical sense. There are people who say they love you, and they have no idea what they're talking about. What they mean by love is different than what the Scripture means. I love you, man, and then they can turn on you. There are many types of love in our world. Parents' love for a child, a friend's love for a friend, a brother or sister in Christ's love for one another, a brother or sister, their love for one another. Casual love, romantic love. What does it mean when it says live in love? This word love in the scripture doesn't mean to just feel an emotional attachment. Whenever we're told to love in scripture, we're told to act out that love, to demonstrate that love. When we're told to love our enemies, We're not told to feel good about them. We're being told to give them a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, to turn the other cheek, to walk the extra mile, to pray for them. We're told to behave in a loving way. This is emphasized in verse 2 when it says, And live in love, just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us. Jesus did not come to this earth and simply say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. No, he came to earth, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, and he demonstrated his love, all of his ministry, to the point of his dying on the cross for us. It should be noted that Jesus did not want to die on the cross for us when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He wanted to save us from our sins, but he prays three times that if there's another way other than going to the cross, Father, let that happen. Father, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. He did not want to die on the cross, but he loved us so much that he was willing to do what was necessary at great cost and expense to himself to save us from our sins. That's love. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. So we are to live in love. That love is described as just as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us. So what type of love are we to live in? A sacrificial love. When Jesus gave himself for us, he gave a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. So he not only loved us, but he loved the Father in this way. If you say you love God, if you say you love Jesus, then you must Express that love through sacrificial obedience, because love is to be lived out. 
if you do not express your love through sacrificial obedience, then you really can't honestly claim to love God or claim to love Jesus. If you claim to love someone in your life, but you're not willing to give to them and sacrifice for them and suffer for them, then you're talking about something other than a biblical love. If you love a lost person and you're not willing to tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ, then you're not talking about a biblical love because Christ loved us when we were lost and died on the cross to proclaim the salvation that we could have through faith in Jesus Christ. So we're to be imitators of God. We're to live in love. That example of love is as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us. He loved us, but he loved the Father and gave himself as a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. We are called to do the same thing. Romans 12, we are to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds and present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. That's what we are to do. We are to be like Jesus in imitating the Father. You know, Jesus says everything he says, he learned from the Father. Everything that he did on earth, he received from the Father. That should be our testimony, too. Why are you so loving? Why are you kind to that person? Why are you so gracious, merciful, forgiving? Well, I have learned from the Father. Everything that I say, everything that I do, I have learned from the Father. I am an imitator of God. That takes some work. That takes some deliberate effort. Is your life an offering to the Lord? Are you offering Him this day, this week? your life? Are you giving it to him so that he may use it in any way he desires? We are called to do just that, to walk in love. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the way it penetrates and convicts, convinces mind and spirit of the truth. We thank you for faith that enables us to embrace it wholeheartedly and then the clarity we can understand. Now we ask that as we understand, you give us the power to live out the truth of your word, to live in love toward one another, compassionate, merciful, tender-hearted, forgiving, and toward you, a fragrant sacrificial offering. Help us, Father, with this. Help us to live pleasing to you, imitating you, Help us to follow the example of Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice. We thank you for his love for us. The gift of his life for us on the cross. We thank you for his burial and resurrection that gives us victory over sin, death, and the grave. Help us, Father, to live in that newness of life we experience through faith in Jesus. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.